Let's just pray as we come to God's word together. Heavenly Father, we pray, please, as we come to your word, please would you enlighten our minds by your spirit that we might understand, accept, and live out what you have said to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Robbie Williams and Cliff Richard wrote songs about it. Uh, Tony Blair and the Welsh Rugby Union each built buildings to market. One, a great big tent. The other, a rugby stadium with a sunroof. What was it? Yeah, well done, the millennium. I thought it was quite a difficult question, but no, it's quite easy. The millennium, of course, the year 2000. Cliff Richard sang Millennium Prayer. I couldn't remember that, that one. I had to Google it. Um, Robbie Williams, of course, sang Millennium. Tony Blair built the Millennium Dome with some help, of course. And the Welsh Rugby Union built the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. The millennium, the year 2000. And looking back, the millennium really was a, a hotly anticipated era. And as the clock struck midnight on the 1st of January 2000, um, there was an air of optimism. Um, the, the future is bright. But in truth, um, it was all a bit of a letdown. So just one year into this new golden era, we had, of course, 9-11 and then the Iraq War. Uh, eight years in, 2008, we had the most severe uh, global recession since 1929. By and large, uh, crime rates, hospital waiting lists, life expectancy, all stayed roughly the same. The millennium was really a bit of an anticlimax. Well, the reason I, I mentioned the millennium is because the Old Testament prophets also keenly looked forward to a new era, a new age, the era of the Holy Spirit, the last days, the period between the coming of the Holy Spirit and the return of the Lord Jesus. So Ezekiel, Old Testament prophet, foresaw God's Spirit coming and enlivening dead bodies. Isaiah looked forward to God's Spirit being poured out on God's people, like water being poured out on a dry and parched land. Joel, as we'll see in a bit, looked forward to all of God's people receiving the Holy Spirit. And as we saw last week, Christ himself spoke of this imminent age of the Holy Spirit. But would this golden age deliver would this promised new era be any different? Or would it be a bit of an anticlimax? Well, as we explore Acts chapter 2 today, the, the, the dawning of this new era, I don't think we're going to be disappointed. So let's have a look at the first uh, 21 verses of this chapter. Uh, ten days after Jesus went back to heaven, it was the day of Pentecost. Now, Pentecost uh, was the middle of three harvest festivals in the Jewish calendar. So the streets in Jerusalem would have been packed and were packed 
full of uh, Jewish pilgrims from all over the world there for this festival. The 120 believers uh, were all together in one place. And then some extraordinary things begin to happen. For these 120, first they hear what sounds like a violent wind. This, this, this noisy, howling sound surrounding them as if they were in the middle of a storm. Then they see what looks like a, a ball of fire, which then separates and comes and rests on each of their heads. Then they each begin to do something utterly extraordinary. They each begin to speak in another language which they had never learned. What must it have been like to be there? Suddenly, just like this, to hear that sound, to see that sight, and to be able to speak in, well, not for them, but you know, to speak in Swahili or, or Japanese or a language that you had no idea about before. The Holy Spirit arrives. Well, outside on the street, um, all of these visitors to Jerusalem stop and stare. Um, I think each of us, whatever language we speak, have got an ear for our own language. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of being in a different country uh, and you're surrounded by noise. Uh, perhaps you're at a, a market abroad or something like that. Um, and suddenly your ears prick up because you can hear your language being spoken. It just cuts through the noise, doesn't it? Um, it doesn't matter if the person is on the other side of the room and it's all what you can hear, your own language. You recognize it. Well, outside on the street that morning, these Jewish pilgrims from all over the world have that experience. They each hear their own language being spoken, God being praised in their mother tongue. And Luke tells us that they are utterly amazed by this. And all the more so as they begin to realize that everyone on the street is having that same experience, that that man from Arabia and that family from Egypt and that lady from Crete and that young man from Rome are each having that experience, hearing their own language being spoken fluently by these Galileans. They are utterly amazed. But not just amazed, Luke also tells us that they are perplexed and bewildered. In other words, they're confused. What on earth is going on? What is this? I don't understand. What does this mean? amazed and perplexed. But others are skeptical. Some on the street chuckle to their mates. You know, it looks like those ones had a heavy night. You know, maybe they can't control their drink because they think it's all, it's all just drunken antics. It won't be the last time in Acts where we see skepticism to the work of God. So we see the reactions of the people. But this is a situation that is begging for an explanation. And so Peter stands up with the other apostles. 
raises his voice and addresses this crowd that has gathered. Fellow Jews, he says, and all you who live in Jerusalem, listen carefully. Let me explain. Firstly, he addresses the scoffers. He says, look, you guys over there who were, were laughing, you need to know we are not drunk. We are clearly not drunk. It's only nine in the morning. No, he says, what you've just seen and heard is what the prophet Joel spoke of. Verse 16 and 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Peter says, what you have just seen and witnessed and heard isn't men behaving badly. This is God beginning a new era. The last days, just as he said he would. In the last days... What does Peter say about this new era, the last days? How does he describe it? Well, I guess if he had to describe it in just a word or two, he might call it the everyman era, or the average Joe era, or the Joe Bloggs era, or something like that, for two reasons. Firstly, because in this new era, the Holy Spirit, he says, is given to all his people the Holy Spirit is given to all God's people. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. This is the everyman era. In the 1980s, uh, this was a rare sight. Um, only a select few people um, had a mobile phone. Yeah, to have one like that, you had to be either rich or important. Uh, but it was a rare sight. Of course, now, things are very different. This is a common sight, isn't it? Um, we live in a new technological era where pretty much everyone has a phone, whether you're rich or poor, a man or a woman, working class, upper class, pretty much everyone has a phone. Well, that is a little bit like the change that that Joel foresaw as he looked ahead to the last days. You see, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was given only to key people with key jobs, given to special people doing special things, given to kings, to prophets, to judges. It was a rare thing to see someone filled with the Holy Spirit. But Joel looked forward to the last days when God was going to pour out his Spirit on all his people, when everyone who trusts in Jesus would receive the Holy Spirit. I will pour out my Spirit on all people in this new era, the last days. And Joel begins to list the kind of people that he has in mind to drive it home. He says, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. A Holy Spirit, Joel says, will come on all God's people, given to enlighten them and empower them 
to declare God's wonders. Seeing visions and dreaming dreams, that's, that's part of the prophecy package. Uh, that's how a prophet, an Old Testament prophet, received revelation from God. Uh, prophesying was what then the prophet did with that revelation. He communicated. So it's about understanding, seeing visions and dreaming dreams, and communicating, uh, prophesying. And Peter says to the crowd, what Joel foresaw is what you have just seen, God's Holy Spirit being poured out on all God's people, all God's people being enlightened and empowered to speak. The last days is the era of the every man. And we see that secondly because in this new era, everyone can be saved. Peter talks about uh, some of the signs that will accompany the, the coming of the end of the age before Jesus returns. And says, verse 21, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Including this, Peter says that no matter who you are, no matter what you do or where you're from, no matter your social class, your language, your religious background, the color of your skin, your past sins, this this, this dawning of this new era means that everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. So it's as if Peter says, look, welcome to this new era. Welcome to the last days. Welcome to the dawning of this golden age when God pours out his, his spirit on all his people to enlighten and empower them, when salvation is available to anyone who would call on the name of the Lord. Well, how does all of this apply to us? What does this mean for us today? Well, firstly, I want to say three things. Uh, firstly, it calls on us to give thanks to God for the gift of the Holy Spirit given to all who believe. Because the truth that this communicates is that um, if you have turned from your sin and believe in Jesus, you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just to reassure, uh, receiving the Holy Spirit doesn't always result in the speaking of another language like what they experienced back then. In fact, often it doesn't. Um, from this point on in Acts, uh, what we see is the church grow and grow and more and more people come to faith in Jesus. But we don't hear about people speaking in other languages again until Acts chapter 10 and 11, when the gospel breaks new ground among Gentiles. So this Pentecost experience of speaking other languages, it's not a normal Christian experience. But the truth of Pentecost is just as true as it was back then which is that all who believe in Jesus receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is what Joel promised. That is what Peter will go on to say as he concludes his sermon, which we'll see next week. And that means that whether or not you have received uh, or experienced supernatural phenomena, whether you are young or old, uh, male or female, whether you're a highly powered executive or a poorly paid cleaner, if you trust in Jesus, you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let me just say that again, because I think that is so important for us 
to think on. Whether or not you've experienced supernatural phenomena like they did back then, whether you're young or old, male or female, highly part executive or poorly paid cleaner, whoever you are, if you trust in Jesus, you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. He dwells inside of you. And that is an amazing privilege that we must be careful not to take for granted. So I remember as a kid at Christmas, um, probably on several occasions in truth, being surrounded by great presents that had just been given, but feeling disappointed because I was focused on the one present I didn't get, the Meccano set or whatever it was. Parents and aunts and uncles thinking or maybe even saying, you don't realize how good you have it. When we were young, we got one present and that was it. Actually, we can, we can all be just like that when it comes to the gift of the Holy Spirit. How often do we lose sight of this incredible gift and instead focus on the thing that God hasn't given us? Do you know, I reckon, I reckon if a, a regular Old Testament believer were to, to address us, they would say, look, you don't realize how good you have it. I'd have given an arm and a leg to be filled with the Holy Spirit like you have been. So this is a challenge to thank God regularly for the gift of the Holy Spirit given to everyone who believes. Secondly, though, it's a call to rely on the Holy Spirit to empower our witness you know, as we think about the day of Pentecost, who was it who empowered the believers to declare God's praises in other languages? Who caused the people on the street to stop and listen? Who gave Peter the courage and conviction to stand up and address the crowd? Who is about to open up their hearts to receive his message? It's the Holy Spirit. He empowered their witness. And it's the same for us. Who is going to empower us to declare God's praises? Who's going to create opportunities for us to speak of Jesus? Who's going to give us the courage and conviction to take those opportunities when they arise? Who has got the power to open up the hearts and minds of those we speak to to receive the gospel? Well, it's not us. By ourselves, we can do nothing. By ourselves, we can be no better than Peter on the night of Christ's crucifixion, ashamed and timid and weak and scared. Who is going to empower our witness? The Holy Spirit. So, so again, let's be those who rely on him and not ourselves. Let's be those who ask God regularly to fill us afresh with his Holy Spirit, that he might enable us to speak about Jesus with clarity and courage. It's causing us to rely on the Holy Spirit to empower our witness. Then thirdly, I think this calls on us to recognize this new era and to recognize the opportunity for salvation. Joel said that in these last days, Everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. What does that mean? What does salvation mean? Well, it means being saved from 
something. It means being saved from God's coming wrath and judgment. It means being saved from uh, a life of sin and the misery that sin brings. And being saved for a relationship with the living God and eternal life with him. And that salvation, Peter tells us, in this new era is open to everyone who calls in the name of the Lord. You know, as we think about the age of the millennium that we're now in, the year 2000s, um, it, it, of course, was meant to be an age of equal opportunity. And of course, to some extent it is. Yeah, at least in our own country, hospital care is available to everyone, and education, in theory at least, is available to everyone. But in many ways, it's not uh, an era of equal opportunity. It's still the case that your surname, your social background, your accent, the color of your skin, who you know, it's still the case that all of those things are not insignificant. Those things can open doors for you. They can also close doors for you. We're not in an age of equal opportunity. That is the reality of life in the millennium. But in these last days, when it comes to God, there is no inequality of opportunity. It doesn't matter whether you know the right people or not. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter the language that you speak. It doesn't matter your social background, your accent. The door to salvation is open for everyone who would call on the name of the Lord. And so if you haven't yet, why not take the opportunity of salvation to receive it while you have the chance? And one day that door will shut. At one day, the last days will become the last day when calling on the name of the Lord will change nothing and make no difference because it will be too late. But Peter says, for now, in this new era, in this new age, that door is open. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so if you haven't yet, will you? Call upon the name of the Lord and receive his salvation and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and have your life and your eternity changed. Let's pray and ask for God's help as we seek to do these things. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day of Pentecost. We thank you for these last days this era of salvation, this era of the Holy Spirit. We thank you and bless you that you have given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to empower us and enlighten us. Help us, please, to be those who rely on him, who seek not to do things in our own strength, but in his strength. Help us be those who take the opportunity of salvation to everyone who believes. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.